0: Oh, God. Oh, wow. (laughs) Can you see the cricket heads? (sighs) Yeah, this one's (laughs) Welcome to the Story Exchange. I'm Colleen DuVeis. And I'm Sue Williams. And because we'll do anything in the name of good journalism, (laughs) on our last podcast, we tried beer. Today, we're trying edible insects. You want
1: spicy or uh, you want the taco cricket mix or the barbecue cricket mix? I'll do the chocolate clusters. Okay. Okay. I think you're chickening out of the hardcore crickets.
0: Well, the packaging, you know, there's like a big cricket staring right at me. So um, no uh, confusing what I'm actually eating. So let's see. Hmm.
1: This is Colleen's first time eating an (laughs) insect,
0: and she's a little bit trepidatious. (laughs) Okay. So before I try this chocolate-covered cricket, I'm going to remind myself that millions of people around the world eat bugs as part of their diet.
1: Well, I'm not too bothered by crickets, but I'm going to remind myself how good this is for the environment.
0: hmm Yeah. It just tastes like chocolate. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it's really good chocolate, too. Mm. So cricket is considered a perfect protein. These products are made by a family business in Minneapolis.
2: My name is Claire Simons. I am a co-founder and co-owner of Three Cricketeers Cricket Farm.
1: We visited Claire last fall at her 3,500-square-foot indoor facility filled with rows and rows of breeding crickets. So how, how old are these crickets These are about
2: eight weeks, so they were full-grown, yep.
1: Claire and her husband Chad were inspired to start Three Cricketeers back in 2015. So
2: our son came home on Earth Day with a cricket flower cookie from school and said, you'll never believe what I ate, and it was a snickerdoodle and it was delicious.
0: (laughs) So that was a very cinnamony cricket experience. Yeah,
1: you can eat crickets in many different ways. So in the kitchen, we
2: dehydrate the crickets and process them. I either then mill them into a fine powder, we make cookies with that, we make crisps with that, Um, or we season them and roast them whole and make them into snack mixes, or cover them in chocolate and make different novelty candies.
0: So back to that fateful day that their son brought the cricket treat home from school, Chad had been talking about bugs. Chad's an environmental lawyer concerned about climate change. We definitely always
2: had discussions about there's not going to be enough water and there's not going to be enough land. We're just not doing things sustainably. Claire, meanwhile,
1: is a maternity nurse. I work locally at Fairview, Southdale, on the family care center floor. But the two just realized in that snickerdoodle moment that they could join forces and do their part to help the Earth. We both kind of looked at each other and
2: said, oh my gosh, so we the next day built a habitat downstairs in the basement next to the washer and dryer and we had a little humidifier and set up a little heater and bought some crickets. within just a year or two. We rented a space and built thermal tents and kind of kept building the
0: population. As they learned to breed crickets, they would sell live ones to pet shops to generate revenue. By 2021, they were making $200,000 in annual sales and focusing more on the edible side of the business. (laughs) So we decided, after we moved in here and had our setup going,
2: that we would build a commercial kitchen. How
1: many pounds do you have coming out of the freezer?
0: 12. We got 12 pounds
1: today. Claire showed us how she prepares the crickets for some of their recipes. The day we were visiting, she was covering them with a thick spicy sauce and roasting them on giant trays to make a crunchy snack that actually would have gone well with our beers last time. It kind of looks like ground beef. (laughs) And we also got a tour of the incubator where baby crickets were hatching. This is where we collect the eggs from the female crickets. Their son Maddox now works with them.
2: They lay them in the peat moss. So Maddox collected them and now he's moistening them so that they stay in the incubator, they don't dry out. And so he's just kind of covering them with water.
0: We have a video about the three cricketeers on our site, which you can check out. And I love how Claire, a maternity nurse by training, very proudly holds out a container of baby crickets poking their heads out of the moss. So these are little, just-hatched, baby pinhead crickets.
2: So they're teeny tiny.
1: So let's get into the, um, the amount of Energy and resources you need to raise crickets in comparison, say, to dairy beef. We'll talk a little bit about that.
2: So, for crickets, obviously, it's a fraction of the land feed water than it would for other sources of protein or beef. Um, for water cattle, I believe it's about 10,000 gallons per pound, and crickets, it's one and crickets emit virtually no
1: greenhouse gas. And compared to, say, what happens with large animals in terms of slaughtering, it's a much gentler process with crickets. Chad showed us how he puts them in the walk-in freezer.
0: What we call the iron maiden. Um, They fall asleep in about a half an hour. They go into hibernation. And we leave them in overnight before we harvest them. They're frozen solid, and we rinse them off and clear takes them. And I take them into the kitchen. It's amazing the nutritional benefits of crickets. If you need some convincing, here's an environmental scientist at the University of Wisconsin, Valerie Stoll.
2: Edible insects are an excellent source of protein. Most contain all essential amino acids for human nutrition. They're also very rich in minerals like calcium, iron, and zinc. Some edible insects have a lot of B vitamins, including B12, riboflavin, and folic acid. Insects are also high in healthy polyunsaturated fatty acids, the good ones, as well as having fiber, which most other animal products don't have in them.
1: But persuading people to eat crickets on a regular basis has certainly been one of three cricketeers' biggest challenges. Here's Claire again.
2: I think the ick factor is definitely there. We, in our culture, look at a bug as a pest. And it's a preconceived notion. You just think it's dirty. You think it's something that we shouldn't be eating.
1: (laughs) Claire and Chad have tried a few different strategies. At first, we really thought, Maybe
2: people will want to buy them frozen raw next to the shrimp. And that didn't
1: happen. Next, they tried cricket flour, which certainly seems more palatable. You're not looking at cricket legs or eyes. And it can be sold to chefs or restaurants or food producers. But even that's a challenge.
2: People don't know what to do with this. The education piece really has to come first.
1: All right, so we're going to make some... Cricket tortillas, we're going to incorporate a little bit of cricket powder. That is
0: Gustavo Romero, a local chef who Claire and Chad have brought on as sort of an education consultant to show how whole crickets or cricket flour can be used in recipes. They'll do cooking demonstrations at places like the Minnesota State Fair. Um, Gustavo's originally
1: from Mexico, where crickets have been eaten for generations, like many, many other places in the world.
0: You really, when when you understand the flavors, uh, you really
1: appreciate that, I think. And for me, it it might be even a little nostalgic when I'm able to taste something that I grew up eating. So Gustavo made us tortillas using a generous bit of cricket flour, and he topped them with soft winter squash and avocado, and an amazing sauce with chilies, peanuts, and garlic, and whole roasted crickets, of course, it was totally delicious. We're going to put a little bit of arugula. Yeah. Cheers. Mmm. It's really
0: good.
2: Mm. Delicious.
0: And we caught up with Claire recently to see how sales are going okay. and things are going well. But it turns out it's those novelty products, crickets dipped in chocolate or rolled in spices, that are currently selling the best. She hopes people will try a cricket on a dare, but then get hooked on the benefits.
2: Right now, we're going after the novelty side. I think it's going to be a novelty in this country for a while, so that's not going to go away.
1: Three cricketeers recently worked with a marketing consultant and rolled out new bright green packaging featuring a giant bug-eyed cartoon cricket, just in case you forgot what you were eating, to play up the crickets'
0: as food aspect. This summer, a popular YouTube channel called Snake Discovery about misunderstood animals stopped by. Here's a clip. So today, we are at Three Cricketeers in Minnesota, and we're going to learn all about cricket farming.
1: The hosts of the show tried the cricket snacks. Well, those are really good. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Are they? Would I think they're spicy? I know I'm a big wimp, so it doesn't take much. But how spicy are they? They're not too bad. Claire
0: told me sales spiked after this video aired, as people were tempted to try the crickets.
2: I think... With the pandemic, with people being home, putting their health at foremost and seeing climate change in their face, they are waking up to the fact that we cannot continue on with what we're doing. So I think they're open to it. Now they want to try it. They're not
0: scared. Next up for Three Cricketeers is working with its trade group, which is the North American Coalition for Insect Agriculture, to get the FDA to
1: formally regulate insects as human food. That would help normalize the eating of crickets. We're hoping that it's going to be sooner than later.
0: Like many people, Claire believes that crickets, which have been eaten for centuries all around the world, are the food of the future. Climate change is our mission. Raising crickets for
2: human consumption It's not the answer, but it's a piece of the puzzle. And we can be an example for people that this is a way to do something about it and to bring about this change
1: that's very much needed.
0: We thank Claire for sharing the Three Cricketeers story. And we thank you
1: for listening.
0: This has been the Story Exchange. Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of like eating crickets. <laughs> or maybe you would. If you like this podcast, please share on social media or post a review wherever you listen. It helps other people find the show. And visit our website at thestoryexchange.org where you'll find news, videos, and tips for entrepreneurial women. And we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at or find us on Facebook. I'm Colleen DeVase, Sound editing provided by Nusha Ballion. Interview recorded by Sam Shin. Production coordinator is Noelle Flago, with additional help from Kate Brennan. Our mixer is Pat Donahue from String and Can. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong, recorded at Cutting Room Studios in New York City. I see you finished the cricket
1: dark chocolate clusters. (laughs)
2: The
1: packet's empty.